Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Hello and welcome to Block Party, where the world of Web3 and the humans who make up this amazing space meet and talk about their stories. Today I'm joined by Ray, a successful entrepreneur in the world of crypto and Web3, founder of various alpha groups, and the host of the Social Ray podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Ray, how are you doing? I'm uh, good. Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And I've, I've been meaning to set up this interview for a while now because I've been completely interested in how you do and how you even got started here. And I owe a lot to uh, the co-host for this episode, Ennis, for being able to make this happen. Ennis, thank you once again for providing us the uh, opportunity to be able to talk with Ray. And I, I know that I was able to be a part of your NFT Insiders group because of Ennis's plug and how you've been fostering this community of not only crypto in insiders, but NFT insiders, people who just basically share information and share alpha to each other. And even before you started this large initiative, I wanted to know, and for the people at home who may not know, who are you and how did you exactly get started here in the world of Web3 and crypto? Yeah, um, it's funny, it's like my third time telling this, but <laughs> well today at least. Um, but uh, yeah, like basically I, I grew up in the Web2 world of marketing and social media. And uh, you know, my background was uh, I was a human bio major in college. I thought I would go into the medical school route um, since my dad's a dentist and uh, and my uncle's a chiropractor, so I thought I would go that way, but, you know, the more I studied this field, I realized this isn't what I'm passionate about, and I really don't want to be taking out, you know, loans just to get this degree and do something that's not really my passion, you know? Um, so then I just figured out, okay, like, how are, you know, how do I make money, like, online, like, without having to go to uh, an office, you know, job or having to yeah like do, do things i don't want to do right and so uh i just got into so i i first got into like making like googling like researching and figuring out okay, what are people doing and make money online i came across some very prominent like internet marketers like pat flynn who rents my passive income and he makes you know five six figures passively each month from his blogs and affiliate links and then so I started, you know, researching, okay, how do you build a website? How do you drive traffic? You know, how do you um, set up ads? And, you know, Instagram was one of those uh, traffic sources to bring traffic to the website. Uh, so yeah, I started like a motivational website, like to inspire people and motivate them when they don't feel, um, yeah, I feel like everyone needs some bit of motivation, obviously just motivations without action means nothing, but you know, you, you got to have some starting point or, or spark to at least get you interested to, you know, figure out what you want to do, right? like with your life or in general. And so 
Yeah, so my first page was like this Instagram page called like the motivation team. I grew up to like 80,000 followers and then I sold it to somebody who wanted to use it for their brand, their personal brand page. And then I built a few more pages in the Instagram uh, world. Um, so yeah, like what I mean by building pages is by like going viral, growing followers, you know, attracting, attracting a niche market through the content you post. So you know, if you go on Instagram and you look at these big themed accounts, you know, like, you know, Puberty, which is like a meme page, or like Luxury World Traveler, which is like a, a, a three mil luxury travel page, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the Expensive, which is like a half a mil luxury theme page, right? You wonder, like, <coughs> you know, <coughs> who are these people who run these pages, right? Because there's a person behind it. Um, and so I was, I, I was learning, like, who are these people? And I started getting into it myself and becoming one of those people where I'm posting content and no one sees who you are because you're just posting about a niche, right? Just like how there's Instagram pages around NFTs. Um, you know, there's Instagram accounts on any niche. And so I got into like building accounts in like the luxury niche, travel niche, tech niche, and just growing and selling accounts. It's almost like you're growing and selling a blog website, you know, um, or, or, or like a, a yeah, like a blog, like a traffic source, right? It's like a like a digital billboard, if you think about it, right? Instagram is just a feed of pictures and videos, and, you know, you could use it as an advertising um, platform, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I got into that, and then I got into, like, helping some clients grow on social media, um, learn how to brand themselves online, help them get some press, like, building brands online, essentially. Yeah. Um and obviously we know you know some brands took off just from instagram alone or from social media right um there's entire e-commerce brands that social media was their way of going viral and going big right and so um and then influencer marketing so i got into that and then basically you know web3 came around like around last year i got more involved last year uh i got involved from uh, this one app called Vivi, which is, uh, you know, their parent co- company is Ecomi, and they have the Omi token, and uh, you know, basically they have they have this app where you download it, you buy gems in the app, you know, one dollar for one gem, mm-hmm. um, and it, it made it really easy to to get into this, but you know, you didn't know you're interacting with NFTs or blockchain or crypto, right? You're just buying these collectibles and then reselling it, you know, for a higher um and so i got in like season one of vv like really early and uh you know i realized man like you know people are making money off of this this is like just like how people collect sneakers and flip them right um or maybe like whiskey or alcohol or you know whatever like this is uh another one of those things where you could collect these like trading cards right you collect them like sports cards and you flip it um, but this is different because this is on the blockchain, right? Um, I mean, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I got into Vivi and then I started, you know, flipping some things. And then I got into OpenSea NFTs. Um, you know, uh, this was like when NFTs were still pretty new. You know, there weren't nearly as many projects launching as today, you know, back like a year ago. Um, but yeah, like got into that, you know, got into collecting that and then got into investing for like meme coins as well and just kind of going the full degen you know route of 
going to different Telegram groups, Discord, you know, Twitters, you know, different medium articles and just learning about the space and like immersing yourself, uh, immersing myself in like, what's going on. Um, and then since then, I've, you know, gone into like a lot of other projects like nodes and later and projects. Um, and just, yeah, just, just learning, you know, what's going on in the space, like learning what a DAO is, you know, and uh, just how things work. And because I was on a, I was on a space that's really like, Web3 marketing is so different from Web2 because Web3 involves the community and it involves, you know, it's like a community effort. Web2, you just drive traffic to your landing page or your, you know, e-commerce store. They buy, it's very like, like transactional black and white type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, NFTs is more like you're building a community, you're building a culture. And, you know, that that's a lot more than just putting a product in front of someone and telling them to buy it, you know, and yeah, you know, with NFTs too, there's like utility, there's a roadmap. It's like yeah, it's a whole bunch of like talent acquisition, and that's actually something that's a great tangent point because uh, the way I perceive the entirety of your entire experience, Web three, and even traditionally in Web two, is that you've spent a lot of your time, Ray, uh, bringing people together. If that's the best way I could I could put it simply. You've brought communities together. You've brought ideas and information together, and you've managed to understand truly the social na- the social nature of how uh, the internet works. And I think that's something that a lot of people misunderstand in the grand scheme of things, because a lot of people see it as, uh, oh, just do this X amount of times and you'll get a result, rather than seeing it as something organic that you have to grow, kind of like a plant. And if you manage to naturally accumulate all this information all these ideas just through your experiences. And now that, like you mentioned, because Web 2 marketing is so much different than Web 3 marketing and your entire experience of going through NFTs and going from VV and going into OpenSea when the projects weren't that uh, uh, florific as they are in the, uh, in the, in the marketplace, how, how do you see the impact of Web 3 specifically on on the broader culture today. I mean, obviously you must have seen uh the the impact of the board apes and and CryptoPunks and how it's now starting to transition over to AAA gaming and all these different types of projects. Uh d- do you have any opinions uh about like just its broader impact? Um the, the impact of what exactly? Of, 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 of just like, or, yeah. the 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 impact of web3 because uh and i apologize if i wasn't being uh very specific and i guess it's not really a specific question but um the the uh, the idea that where you see in where you would see back in 2017 2018 where people were asking what is a bitcoin and what is cryptocurrency and now you have things like nft being the word of the year and board ape being on the front of time magazine like how we've seen the impact of all these different types of Web3 projects moving from what was traditionally seen as something that was just part of internet niches, and now it's being brought to the forefront of the mainstream, uh, the mainstream culture. Um, do you think yeah. this was, there was something like that was going to happen inevitably, or do you feel like this got more of a push because of uh, the way that Web3 is marketed? Uh, I, I was I was just gonna make a point to add to that that 
a lot of corporations are really coming to the NFT forefront and you know they're they're getting involved because it's really an emerging industry in its infancy and it really kind of is inevitable for people to get involved sooner or later just because the tech is good yeah i think uh i mean with the introduction of crypto and uh you know uh you know we see projects like xrp ripple understanding that you know uh yeah there are some shit coins and meme coins that are gonna die out and a lot of projects that will go to zero nft projects but the technology of crypto and nfts are here to stay you know just like how the technology of the internet and web 2 social media is you know changes the world um or change the way we communicate i think web 3 will change the way we communicate as well in the future um with like digital ownership and you know actually owning something online i think there was like this video I watched on YouTube, like Web2 was where, you know, you you have access to information and things online, but you don't really own, you know, your Instagram account. You don't really own your, uh, you know, your Twitter. Like it's owned by the corporation. Mm-hmm. They could ban you or they could delete it any time. But Web3, it's like you hold the asset on, on the blockchain and, you know, people can't take that away. And so, uh, yeah, I think that, and the metaverse is just another uh, stepping stone to just be fully immersive in it and actually give you even more options to connect and interact online, you know, like with VR, with headsets and things like that. So, you know, I think even schools are starting to take that approach. I think schools will start, you could, uh, I think in the future you'll, you'll have schools where they're hosted in the metaverse. Like you might see Harvard or Berkeley classes being hosted in the metaverse, right? Not in physical classrooms you know what i mean and some real you know, already, stuff. yeah yeah like even already at facebook like employees are taking meetings on their oculus headsets you know like they're not going to a room and and talking they're putting on their headset and they're entering into the metaverse and you know obviously there's no limits of who you could have in that room if it's all virtual right and so um and then you see things like you know uh like even games like Fortnite, they're understanding that, and they're doing concerts with these, you know, celebrities in the metaverse, like digitally, right? Yeah. Uh, that's just that's just a small step towards what's going to happen, and so, yeah, I think the earlier you are to understand and adopt it, the better. Like just like how those who were early adopters of Web two, the internet, um, did really well, right? Like if you invested in Amazon or Facebook, like you're doing really well, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's going to be things like that in Web3. But yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, like, like I was talking about XRP, Ripple, like, you know, Ripple, they use the tech of crypto to, because they understood, yeah, you know, like, fiat, like traditional organizations, it takes forever to send money, right? It takes mm-hmm. forever to, you know, go, there's a lot of uh, barriers and it's not as fast. And that's, Work, like, that's you, right. Yeah, they use that tech to, be able to say, you know, they're changing the whole financial institution. That's why they were taken to the, the court, you know, because they were, some saw it as a big threat, some saw it as very disruptive, and it's just, it's just the beginning of, you know, the things. I think not even, you know, I think the statistic was like less than 90% of the world is even in crypto NFTs, right? And so there's a lot more that needs to be done, but it's, 
But slowly, I think it's growing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that assessment. And you're right. You touch on a lot of things in that and, and from from like your digital presence not being completely owned by you to like the influence of disruptive technology just proliferating across the broader culture as a whole. Um, and I, I do have to agree with you on that because um, just the limitations of what we are traditionally able to do with technology is starting to kind of reach ahead and now that we are starting to expand beyond that that level of disruption is kind of causing the the beginning of like societal rifts that i i personally see anyway um i was actually thinking about what you said about how like fortnite has its own its own kind of internal metaverse obviously uh travis scott did his astral world performance through that you saw the uh star wars tie-in once again, the Ready Player One scenario, it existing elsewhere. I, out of curiosity, did you, uh, and I guess this is tangenting to something else, but I just recently read a uh, headline where Sony is actually planning to invest a billion dollars into Epic Games' metaverse, and obviously Fortnite is owned by Epic Games. And now that we see all these big players in AAA gaming, and we're starting to see big players in sports with UFC getting involved heavily with Crypto.com. We're starting to see a lot of NBA basketball teams come out with their own digital merch. Bandai Namco is about to do their own Gundam-themed IP metaverse. Now that there's just this huge influx of very popular and very, very prominent gaming and sports industries, is it right to say that we're still early or your average user who will enter in to crypto is still early? or do you feel like maybe that window is getting a little smaller? Yeah, for those who feel like, man, I'm too late, like, you know, I missed out on Bored Ape Yakko, I missed out on CryptoPunk, like, no, like, that's, those are just the first uh, collections, like, there's so many projects that are just launching that I think are going to have, are going to be huge, you know, one is, like, Metroverse, which is, like, a pre-to-run on Ethereum, or Frenzies, which is a project that's a 20-year-old brand, you know, they have integrations all over the world, and they just launched more recently so like i think there's so much more adoption left you know i think and and i'm on today with um a team member from this project called nft oasis where they're making metaverse uh lands and cities um yeah i think like these are just beginning to be built and it's super early um you go into the into their metaverse and it's like a whole journey adventure you know there's different ways you could go it's not just uh so I think it'll make shopping and uh, buying products a lot more interesting and creative than just like here's the storefront and here's the products. You know, it's like they can actually like companies can take you on like a journey. You know what I mean? Um, and you can products along the way, but it'll be definitely a lot more immersive than just you know how how we're doing today. But uh, yeah, like she was saying, every major company will have a metaverse headquarters um, somewhere, you know, um, just like how they have headquarters in real life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, that's that'll be interesting to see. So yeah, definitely, everyone's. I mean, if ninety percent of the world is still not even in crypto NFTs, you're definitely early, you know. Um, fair point. Yeah. No, completely fair point. And you mentioned you mentioned some stuff in there that. Um, I, I want to actually expand on because obviously, uh, once again, me and E are a part of your NFT insiders group. 
And there are a lot of very smart and intelligent people who are always trading around projects and ideas. And you're the kind of person who is at the nexus point of a lot of information from many different people around the world in different projects and different DGen plays to really good blue chips. Being a person that has to sift through all this information, um, how do you kind of decide what you kind of give your time to? Because obviously you, you put a lot of people on to play to earn. You put a lot of people on some node projects and, and all these different projects are coming your way. How, how do you decide what you're going to spend your time on? And how do you even go about making these kind of collaborations happen for you? Yeah, I think the first step is just to just dive in and, and kind of like learn, right. And, and be in the space, right. Like, you know, be in different alpha groups, um, you know, uh, you know, be in communities where they discuss, <clears throat> you know, projects because you can't, you know, one person's, you know, two eye, two eyes are not enough to see everything. You know, you need multiple things and people, you know, working and, and seeing what's out there, right? And so I think, you know, one is that, like being part of a good community, good alpha rooms and, you know, places where people do their research and, and look into projects. And then, you know, I would say another one is uh, join all these different groups. If you If you keep seeing certain projects keep being mentioned in like different groups then maybe that's something you want to look into you know if, if, if people are mentioning you know uh you know frenzies or, or metroverse or or invisible friends or you know whatever in different groups and you're hearing it multiple times maybe it's worth looking into it right <clears throat> and <clears throat> i think also yeah, a, a big thing that i look for personally is um the the team behind it because when you're, uh, you know, investing in a project, you're actually investing into the team, like the people running it, and if they have a good track record. Like, you know, there's some projects that launch and no one knows who the founder is, no one knows who the team is, and, like, they have no background, right, in, in like, uh, having built anything, right? And then there's projects like Frenzies where they've built a 20-year-old brand and they're just getting to the space. So there's a lot of projects I think Gary even said will go to zero because, you know, they, yeah, sure, they could market and make some art and make and code a little bit. But as far as running a business, if you have no idea what you're doing, it's not going to, it's not going to last uh, even a year, you know? So I've seen some projects like change ownership to different people or other people have bought out projects because, you know, the original owners don't know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say look into all of that. And then also, um, and then another big thing is uh, look at how they adapt and how they innovate, right? Mm -hmm. um, if a project <clears throat> just launches and they're not innovating, adapting, you know, implementing new things, then, you know, it's probably not going to last, right? Uh, but if they're possibly adapting, you know, evolving, growing and, and listening to the community then i think that's a good sign that this may do well right but uh yeah those are some things and then obviously um looking into like is this unique like are they doing something unique is it different or is it just another derivative is it just another cash grab and just a copycat that's just kind of right off the success of, of, a, of a former previous project you know or are they doing something original and unique? I think those are something to look for. Yeah, I, I absolutely personally hate derivatives. My, well, not all derivatives, but, you know, 
you you brought up a lot of points just like track record are they are they adapting are they surviving or are they just kind of like not capable of rolling with the storm and i think that's i think that's really i i just really do not like derivatives i think about things like squiggles now in hindsight i mean a lot of things in web3 are 2020 in hindsight which is unfortunate but uh it it, it also does bring me to the to the idea of being doing your own research i know obviously the mantra here in web3 is do your own research stay stay protected make sure that you're doing investigative work on your own end but uh, a lot of the times there are projects that seem to obfuscate a lot of this information and uh while they'll say it's because they want to stay anonymous or they don't want to be doxxed do you do you feel that all projects need to be doxxed in order for them to be successful because i've heard that going around where um a dox uh like an undoxed product moving forward will not have the same impact as a product that will be uh doxed or do they both kind of carry the same level of risk yeah i mean <clears throat> that's a great question because you know i mean definitely doxing the reason people dox is to give them some level of trust right like investors and newcomers um but i've also seen projects that dox and they still rug pull or they still you know fail so you know, just because you dox you know doesn't mean it's going to succeed but it does help you get to know a little more about who's running the project. But then there's also projects that I've seen like do well without doxing, like Metroverse. Like Metroverse, they didn't dox because they were saying, hey, like we're building a great product, like and it'll speak for itself. Um, and you know, we don't see any reason a need to dox because one, they want to keep the privacy and two, they you know, I mean even the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club, like they were not gonna dox, but then they got found out somehow by some news outlet and then they got exposed and then some people were mad like why'd you expose them but you know like like even if board of yacht club didn't dox they would still be going strong you know what i mean like they wouldn't be tanking because people you know ha they built so much trust and you know a uh, good reputation in the space that people trust them even though they don't know who they are you know and yeah. and their work kind of speaks for themselves so if you see projects and like they're really delivering and they're they're doing great work like yeah, maybe not all of them want to be docs because one it'll put like a target on your back you know and people might target you because they think you're rich or you know uh if, if one little mistake happens they they could people will always try to find someone to blame right and so that takes that risk off but do you, yeah i think yeah mm -hmm. uh I was gonna ask you, do you do you think that the more widespread adoption is gonna lead to more like doxing and like stricter KYC? Because I'm starting to feel like that that might be the case. If you look at the whole Board Ape Yacht Club thing and the creators of ApeCoin with the whole Yuga Labs drop, the KYC for the Yuga Labs registration was pretty like pretty damn in detail. I think they even asked for a, a social security number. And it t it takes a while for it to go through because they legit like do serious background checks and everything. Uh, are you talking about people who are trying to buy ApeCoin, or are you talking about? Um, no, um, um, there's a. If you go to somethingisbrewing.xyz, that's the URL. You'll you'll see Yuga Labs. Um, and the only way to become a part of it is to do their registration and their registration has like a really damn nitty gritty kyc process sure. okay yeah i don't know why they did that i mean do you have any uh idea why they isn't it, isn't it being done 
done through a, a third party KYC though, isn't it being done by a? I, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. It, I'm pretty sure they've partnered with like Blockworks or something like that, or or some company. Block Pass, but like the general question I I was like kind of getting at was like, do you think we're going to be seeing more of that in in the, in the future when corporate gets more and more involved? Yeah, so I think you know as things evolve, they there will be more ways to identify you, and also, you know, maybe in the future, like they're gonna want to know who owns what wallet, right? I don't know if they're gonna have a way to really figure that out, but you know, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna try to find a way to identify people by their crypto wallet or by something, you know, to to track them. I don't, I don't know how they'll do that, especially with Things like disperse, where you could just kind of uh, boot it to multiple wallets. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I question that myself because I think about if the technology gets better, the people who are acting within the space are also going to get better in kind. And the fact that the way I see Web three right now is so disproportionately in favor of the smartest people in the room, the people who made web3 possible that i don't see the irs or any of these places that will require kyc processes to uh become involved uh being able to figure out something that pe the people like like you said who made disperse the people who make like tornado cash like all these different uh methodologies of being able to circumvent uh these kind of archaic structures of web2 and even before that from being able to track you, it, it just seems kind of highly unlikely, but, you know, I mean, like you said, Coinbase required, to even pull out your money from Coinbase, you gotta have KYC, so, I mean, at some point, your information is going to touch the broader spectrum of knowledge that is already existing with your digital presence. Um, it's just really something interesting to think about, actually. Uh, Ennis, you, you brought up a really good point, and I thank you for that. Um, I'm going to spend a lot more time thinking about that actually moving forward. Um, and obviously, we're wrapping up towards the end of this program. Um, but but I, I knew that before I even had before I even had you on this program, Ray, I, I had to ask you a, a quick question, because like I mentioned and touched on before, how many different projects come onto your way? You're actually the person who put me on to um, you put me on to what play to earn gaming was actually going to be. And. You were one of the proponents of Thor nodes, and I didn't even know what Thor, uh, what Thor, uh, capital was, or what node projects were. Um, and you know what? Even though right now a lot of node projects aren't doing so hot, um, at the time that you put me onto it, uh, there was a really great uh, return on investment that I was having, and I felt like I got in a a little too. I feel like I made profit even though I got in too late. Um, now that that you've been in the play to earn economy that you've been in the node economy um and these are all different ways to make money in crypto passively uh are there any other locations that you're looking at right now or any like particular projects that you have your eye on um that you're seeing may change the way uh people might be passively investing or just general projects that are kind of good to look at yeah you're talking about the play to earn space or or or, or node space, or just in general. Just in general, like um, and I mean, I'm I'm interested in both these spaces. Um, but are there any spaces right now that you're looking at that are kind of interesting you? Uh, yeah. Um, I was talking about this earlier too. So, like AI integrated NFTs. 
Um, if I mentioned this already, Frenzies, like Frenzies, they're 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 already a twenty year old brand. You know, they've been done integration all over the world, and their mission is to like spread positivity and kindness and love, right, and stuff like that. But you know, they're making like well, one one thing that's interesting that you were able to mint the frenzy and customize it which is pretty which is something that's pretty new and interesting like you could customize and make the frenzy that you want instead of having to choose from you know uh uh you know a pre a pre-made randomized uh character right and so they had that and then they also had ai integration so basically you could integrate um you know your your nft will be able to interact with you We'll, we'll learn as you interact with it about you and and uh, it's basically gonna just be like your virtual best friend you know which is very very interesting um, and I think Project said integrate AI with their NFTs there's a few of them out there like there are definitely things to keep an eye on and then yeah as far as yeah nodes are kind of down but then I think Thor's also gonna do like a play to earn type of uh, game. Well, that they're integrating, so that's very interesting because you're mixing nodes with play to earn, right? Yeah, which is very interesting. Um, so we'll see how that does, and then, and then uh, the other thing was, well, yeah, Metroverse. I mentioned that as well, like another play to earn game, which I think it's something to keep your eye on, just because they have partnerships with like Ether Orcs, Karafu, and um, Neo Tokyo. Um, so their Blackout Mint, which just minted out recently, you know, has parts of those buildings. So what I'm foreseeing is that in their metaverse or in the future, they're going to have, there's going to be crossovers between different metaverses, right? Between the Kawafu and Etherworld, you know, ecosystem, they they can cross over into metaverse. And so we'll see like different metaverses mixing, kind of like in Ready Player One, you know, like you have different characters from different worlds and planets like like visiting each other's worlds you know kind of crazy um so yeah that's something uh i'd keep an eye on as well um which which can be a good play to earn thing and uh yeah and then the last thing i would say is um the like nft oasis right like projects that are building a metaverse where you can actually host and, and you know, um, even rent out your your property. I, I think that's really interesting. Like, I guess that falls under metaverse world creation slash. I mean, it is kind of real estate, you know, yeah. technically. So yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if there's ever going to be a day where there's like we're going to have like kind of like that traditional structure of like digital real estate agents coming through, and someday you're going to have to take a digital a digital real estate exam. And I, I, I personally, and this is my own idea, is that we're going to see something like a Bornado or a Cushman Wakefield or any of these, like, realty trusts start buying up a lot of spaces and plots in the metaverse and start being able to sell them out, like, kind of, yeah, just like a real, like a realty or, like, just, like, <laughs> these massive real estate investment trusts being able to buy up all these different plots and actually making money off of them and then distributing that as a coin or something like that. There are many different ways people could take the the real estate stuff, but the 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 one that like really piqued my interest in what you brought up was the like the AI integrated uh, NFTs. I think I think what people are doing with AI right now is very impressive, and 
I, I really look forward to what people will do in that particular space, and I think people should really keep an eye out, particularly in that that project space. But I, I what I didn't know was that uh, Thor was actually doing that play to earn integration. Let's let's really see how that goes, because I hope that goes well. I really I'm praying that hope goes well. Yeah, did did you did you invest uh quite a bit, Thor? Uh, with the still at ten dollars, which isn't bad, but which it's is not bad. Not at the at the height, yeah, end, obviously. But, but I mean, honestly, I I honestly look at it as like it's a good time to get in. Like, uh, you know, Power is another play. I don't know if I told you, but that that play, I you know, it got to a dollar, and people were budding, and because there was like failed node projects, like ring, like ring and stuff, yeah. and people, there was a lot of fud. But just like I don't know who was it was it Warren Buffett like be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful you know just you know when people when they're fighting and it's a good chance to 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 get a bag you know especially you if you think it'll do well later get the bag I like that get the bag we we have to we're always about getting the bag so and no you did put me on to a you did put me on to power. And I saw power, and it it was a small comparative to Thor. My investment in Thor, uh, power was smaller, and you know, I, like you said, blood in the streets, good time to buy. You were talking about real estate, and one thing I I saw like on this Instagram post was like, there's actually digital real estate agents now, which is interesting, where they really? are trained. Yeah, they're trained to sell you like property in the metaverse. I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. Like that stuff's already going on, you know. Oh my god. That's that's a that I mean, yo, if there's a I always see I see Web3 is just the game evolved. So in any way, shape, or form, things that traditionally exist in Web2 and even before that can definitely find its way into Web3. And I guess that's why I believe so I believe that we're all here. We're all very optimistic on the idea of being able to find new markets and new values and things that already exist and create things that people haven't even thought of yet. Uh, the future is looking very bright, in my opinion. Um, but Ray, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you all night. I mean, like obviously, we touched on a lot of great things. Um, and I think, I think a lot of ideas here that were touched upon. I think I heavily want to explore a lot more uh, in the future. But um, before we go, how can people follow you, and how can people reach out and interact with you, and uh, pick your brain about Web three? Uh, yeah, like, they can reach out on Instagram, I'm ray.dhn on Instagram, or Twitter, uh, ray on 523, um, or ray dhn523, I think probably Instagram would be the best, and, or Twitter, and they could reach out if they want to join the alpha room, but, you know, uh, invited you guys too, if they want to check that out, or just connect with me, um, I, I, I check my DMs, so, yeah, just feel free to reach out and uh, yeah, happy to connect with anyone who wants to. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Ray, once again for, for being on the program. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, obviously, I know you're a busy man, so it really means a lot that you were able to get on the podcast and we were able to finally make this happen. And it's, once again, thank you for being here as well. Um, and for everybody at home, we're going to put all the relevant information and the links that were talked about on this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.